We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. gentlemen boys and girls welcome back to another episode of talking halos i am your host today jared Timms, and i'm joined alongside my co-host my partner in crime nate green nate how you doing i'm doing fantastic jared how about you i'm not doing too bad officially the first podcast of the off season for us i know that we did some fan mail last week and you know we've been kind of preparing for this one we don't have a guest tonight i know we kind of hyped that up but i promise we're working on it we're getting you know like, like i said we I have a list. I, I've been reaching out to people. Just nothing worked out tonight. So stay tuned for all of our guests. We're going to have, like I said, a whole bunch of soft seasons. It's going to be an absolute blast. But Nate, as always, you know that I like to start every podcast off with a little question. So who will the Angels opening day shortstop be? Oh, opening day shortstop. Correct. That's tough, isn't it? I, I it is because there's a di- there's a hundred different ways they could go with this. They could stay in house and start Rangifo or Fletcher, which I would not be a huge fan of. They they could start Velasquez, who um, they just picked up from the Yankees. They could start. They could go after a big guy, which would be a very typical Angels move to do, and go get like a Story or a Seeker. Or they could sign someone like Freddie Galvis or Jonathan Br. Um, I'm going to say Jonathan VR is the guy, which is weird. I, I, I think they go and spend a little bit of money at shortstop. They're not going to spend $30 million, but I think they spend like between the 5 and $7 million. So or between 4 and 7 so like a Freddie Galvis, Jonathan VR type of guy. Yeah, and I would agree with you, but you did forget a name as well, and I'll mention him. I think that they're staying in-house. I think that what we saw over the weekend, we we mentioned the Andrew Velasquez, Angels claimed him, off of waivers from the Yankees, utility infield, or from the Bronx, I believe. He was a big story for them, and it was really cool to see what he did there. I think that's definitely an option. I do, but I, I do think they're staying in-house with either Luis Renifo or David Fletcher, or, um, Velasquez, like we mentioned, or the guy that I think you forgot 
who they added to their 40-man over over the weekend was Brennan Davis. And they really, really like him. I'll, I'll say that much about him. And that's all, I, that's all I'll say about him, is they really like him. I, I've been trying to get the swing comps similar to Chris Davis. Or Chris Davis, uh, Chris Bryant. <laughs> Chris Davis wouldn't be good, but yeah, it's a, to Chris Bryant. It's it's very interesting. It's a little bit handsy. It's a little bit long, but I think it works. And incredible arm. And again, a SoCal kid from Lakewood High School got drafted by the Dodgers. Went over in the Rule Five. Actually, he went over to the Rangers in the Willie Calhoun trade. And then, um, actually, what trade was that? What was the Willie Calhoun trade? Because he went to the Rangers too. Uh, you Darvish, oh, or yes. Willie Cal- and yeah. Brendan Davis. Yep, yeah that that's where um, that's where Brendan Davis came from. The Angels picked him up in the Rule Five, I believe, or they just signed him this offseason after the Rangers waived him. Started off in low and high A, and just worked his way up. Finished the season in Triple A. Like I said, I know that the Angels really like him. Strong arm, can play defense really well. Super athletic. There's something to like there. I don't think he's the shortstop of the future, but if you're looking for a cheap option that's definitely a route to go and i think he's going to get probably every chance in the world to start at shortstop unless they go out and they sign somebody big uh, this offseason but yeah i I figured i'd start that off this podcast off with that question it's kind of kind of an interesting one so let's get on to a little bit of news but first before we get going guys i just want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast and giving us you know everything we got here i really do appreciate it the, the fan mail q a's were great if, if anybody missed that go back and listen to the last two me and nate had a fantastic time answering those questions we'll definitely do that more and more hopefully um what do we say like twice a twice a month probably i think is what we kind of agreed yeah. on yeah, I, I really like those, so we're going to keep that going. And, and if you want to join us for talking talking fans again, I know we had a lot of people on last year, You know, just shoot me a message on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims. You can you know shoot Nate a message as well if you want. It's at NateGreen34. Um, subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. And, yeah, you know, just thank you so much for listening to this podcast. So, Nate, big news uh, happened Sunday, which is today as we're recording this podcast. The Angels qualified their first qualified offer extended a qualifying offer i think that's how you say it to their first player ever and rysel iglesias they offered him the one year uh, 18.4 million dollars do we really need to discuss this was this a surprise do we I, I, I don't know i mean i don't know if i'm with it it's a lot of money for a reliever i know that you like closers and you like the term closer and rysel iglesias deserves every bit of it but i think i just feel like Eighteen point four million could be used so much better, and and I'm thinking that the Angels are going to get him for a little bit less in that three to forty five range. I think is kind of what we agreed on in in, in the Rasil Iglesias deal. But yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm with it. I like it because then if he doesn't sign, the Angels get a comp pick, and, and I'm all for the getting young, drafting, drafting young, and and just seeing what Perry can do. Though I wasn't a huge fan of what they did in the draft, and I know Nate, you weren't either. But Nate, just go ahead and take it away. How, how do you feel about this? Yeah, no, it's it's really not surprising that this is their first qualifying offer. Um, you know, 2015, 2016 was the first year that this became a thing, and the Angels really haven't had anyone like that. That's like, oh man, we can't lose this guy. Um, so that's kind of been why we haven't seen this. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, we, we gave $15 million a year. That's an extra $3 million to make sure that if he leaves, um, we get a comp pick out of it. So, and, and there's no there's nothing saying that he can't accept and they can find a way to extend him at some point. Like, 
you know, almost like the Justin Upton thing where they traded for him, extended him, and, you know, now we have Justin Upton. But so Iglesias, I, I really like this move. I think it it makes it known that Russell Iglesias is a priority to the Angels this offseason. Absolutely. And I think, honestly, at the moment, I think it's priority norm- number one. It's it, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm excited to see if they actually, if he actually accepts it, or if he like this is this is one of those times where I really don't know what he's gonna do. I really don't like. There's certain guys out there where it's like, okay, they're for sure not accepting it. Like a guy like Freddie Freeman, he's not gonna accept accept it, you know. And in so be it. That that's exactly what's gonna happen. And he's gonna get an extension with the Braves. But yeah, with Rysel Iglesias, I really don't know what's gonna happen. And we can just kind of leave it at that and, and play it by ear. I think I don't know when the deadline is. Is it is it Wednesday? Do they have seventy two hours? I think. Um, seventy two. That sounds about right. Let me double check. I, I thought it was five days, but it could be three. Yeah, I, I don't know what the deadline is, and it like I said, it's going to be really interesting. But the thing to you know keep in mind about this is is Rysel Iglesias is definitely somebody that you need to build around 100%. This is how you this is who you build a bullpen around. There hasn't been a closer in the Angels pen like this since Houston Street. And Houston Street had a really good year. The Angels traded for him. He was really good with San Diego and and everything. And before that, you know, you look at the good teams in the league and it starts with the bullpen. The Angels just haven't had a good bullpen in quite some time. And and again, this is a very good move to start the offseason off with is is extending Rasael Iglesias to some type of deal. What it is, I don't know. We think it's going to be close to three years and $45 million. It's going to be $15 million a year. And the Angels do have a good amount of money to spend. So I think we're going to talk about that very, very soon. So, Nate, did you get the answer to that? Yeah, it is Wednesday, but it's not this Wednesday. It's November 17th, so they got a week and a half. Oh, well, that's good. That That's good that they let them think about that. So, Nate, let's get on to what we actually want this podcast to be about. We kind of hyped this podcast up because we've really been working, thinking about this one for quite some time. And and we are going to play GM GMs here, and we are going to make the Angels good again in one offseason, aren't we, Nate? Absolutely. This is a World <laughs> Series contending team. This is. We, we have created a team, whether you guys like it or not, and I'd love to hear if you guys like it or not, you know, just, you know, tag talking halos on, on Twitter or, you know, shoot, shoot us a message where, wherever. And I would love to know if you guys think this is a good idea, bad ideas. Cause I, I think that we're onto something here. I really do. And granted, we aren't getting paid for this. <laughs> and I wish we were, because I think that we would make the angels a contender, but Nate, this was actually pretty hard. You know, I, I think we spent an hour or so on the phone and that's nothing compared to what you know perry and staff has to do but we spent quite some time on the phone like just kind of bantering on about what we would do back and forth and and i think we finally figured it out and besides rysel iglesias being the first move that we think is going to happen our first move is kind of a crazy one and that's trading shohei otani i i don't know why we're doing this and it's honestly guys it's really not because we want the cloud. It's not because we want people to talk about this and say, "Yo, Jared and Nate are stupid." And and I hope you guys continue continue to listen to this because this is actually I, we we have a very sound, reasonable case for this. And I'll kind of let Nate start off with it because I know we've been on the same page, but you know Nate kind of explains this a little bit better. So Nate, why are we trading Shohei Otani? So it, it opens up a, a lot of different possibilities for the Angels. Uh, 
first of all, Otani's got two years left of team control. He has uh, three years, or no, two years left of team control this year, and then he has one more year of um, arbitration. arbitration. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of, he's probably going to break a record for arbitration that year, so you kind of limit yourself there. Um, also, he's going to become a free agent in three years. How much money is he going to get? Like, we've already been talking about, I know all Angel fans have talked about, why didn't we sign Garrett Cole? Why didn't we sign Trevor Brown? All these pitchers that we could have gotten, and you're going to tie all the money to three players, and it's going to be Trout, Otani, and it's going to be Anthony Rendon. So that's one thing. The other thing, it allows the Angels to have a DH that can revolve. Like, it could be Mike Trout one day if, if he's – if he needs a day off, like let him DH. It can be Anthony Rendon. It can be Jared Walsh. Um, it, it gives them a bunch of options there as well. And then the last thing, I think pitchers are going to really appreciate this because being a starting pitcher, it's all about routine. So these guys love to pitch. And you you can look at the postseason numbers as well. It's a big deal, the postseason pitchers. They would rather pitch on short rest than long rest. And I absolutely love Shohei Otani. I love what he does. But he pitches every Sunday is basically when it is. So there's times where you could be that pitcher who's supposed to start on that Sunday. And that would be your you know fifth day of rest. And then Monday's an off day. Otani's starting Sunday. So you're not starting until Tuesday. And that's, that's a long time to go between starts. That's... When do you throw your bullpen? When do you throw? When do you play long toss? It, there's just a bunch of different things that go into that. So I think it allows the Angels for, for a lot more flexibility. It allows their depth to play a lot better because I know that's something we talk about a lot as well. The starting pitching depth because you only need five starters without a Tony. So um, and you get a you get a big hole in return. I'll, I'll let you kind of mention who we're who we're going to be acquiring in this trade. Absolutely, and I I kind of want to. You know, talk about what you mentioned too. I think the biggest thing that that we're missing here, and you you mentioned it, but I just kind of want to say it in one word is consistency. The Angels are missing consistency, and and that's there's nothing against Shohei Otani. They're they're realizing I love Shohei Otani. Nate, you love Shohei Otani, and but this is what you know we as GMs, and and I'm sure we'd get fired right away for doing this, <laughs> and Artie would say no, but. This is the quickest way to make the Angels contenders again, and and you guys are probably everybody's probably saying, well, this is exactly like Mike Trout. No, this is not exactly like Mike Trout. Mike Trout is a once in a generational player, and Shohei Otani had a once in a generational season, you know, and 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 I understand that, and the Angels need to try to extend him for sure. But the injuries have been there. Mike Trout didn't have the injuries. The inconsistency with Shohei Otani has been there. Mike Trout was not inconsistent. You know, so I, I, I get it. If, if Shohei Otani was just a pitcher and pitched every fifth day, I think we'd be talking about giving him extension. And and, and just that's it. I, I don't think if he's a hitter, we talk about giving him the extension because we'd continue to see what he would do. But again, I, I think the biggest thing here is consistency, and that lies on everything. And, and you mentioned it, you know, the pitchers become consistent. You know, the, the fielders become consistent. You know, you can get a DH that can play multiple positions. And granted, Shohei Otani can probably play multiple positions if we need him to. But that's not what, you know, the Angels want to do. So I, I 
am 100% in agreement with this. I think the Angels should definitely trade Shohei Otani in the last two years. I think the haul would be tremendous, which I'll mention here in a second. And I think that, again, this puts the Angels right back, you know, on top. And it also helps the Padres out, too. I think this makes the Padres really good, too. It brings fans into their stadium, which I know they don't have a huge fan base in San Diego, but it would help them out tremendously there as well. So the return that the Angels would get would be a starting shortstop in Jake Cronenworth. So you can check off the shortstop uh, for the Angels this offseason and I think for four more offseasons, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so you have your shortstop of the future. You also get back Chris Paddock, which you put in the starting rotation. Check off a pitcher for this offseason. You get Ryan Weathers. You can put him in the bullpen. You can put him in the rotation. We've decided to put him in the bullpen. We'll talk a little bit more about the rotation in the bullpen here in a minute. And then you also get probably the biggest piece to this whole thing, minus probably Jake Cronenworth, is C.J. Abrams, one of the best prospects in, in baseball, the actual shortstop of the future. You can move Cronenworth somewhere. You can have, you know, make Fletcher your utility guy when Abrams is ready, which probably is going to be in a year and a half to two years. And you get the depth, you know, to to move guys around like that. That I think is the biggest thing that the Angels are missing right now that we saw with the Angels this year, which made them decent per se, is that the Angels had depth. And if you are able to trade Shohei Otani away for four legitimate pieces, the depth automatically comes back right away. And I'm not trying to sway anybody in a direction. And I know the Angels are not going to trade Shohei Otani, but at some point, I think you have to, you know think about it. I think that you have to take some type of offers for from for Shohei Otani because I'm at the point where I don't think I would extend Shohei Otani just because of, you know, what I just don't think the consistency is is there fully around and and that is just kind of where I lie. So I I don't know if you have anything else you want to put on this. I I, I really want to emphasize this Shohei Otani trade because I I don't want to get chewed up about this because it's you know, it's wishful thinking. It's not going to happen, but it's definitely something that I think needs to be thought about. Absolutely. And I, I'm just going to say, um, the, the biggest thing that, that we have taken away with this is it allows us, um, some flexibility with money. It allows us some flexibility with positionals. Um, it, it just allows us to be a lot better, a lot quicker. So, um, and Cronenworth can play a bunch of different positions, which is, very helpful. So you're not just trading for a shortstop. He can play second base. He can play the outfield. He's played first base. So um, this is a he's he's a very talented kid, and and he's still young too. So I I know some Angel fans are going to be upset with us, but I think this is very necessary. Yeah. In, in our offseason. Absolutely, I I I agree, and I, we're kind of talking about this as we're GMs, which is kind of cool too. So yeah, I know fans would probably really be upset about this, but. Honestly, I would have no issue with doing it. I know, I, I don't know. That's that's just kind of where I stand. If anybody has a problem with us, I'd love it if you guys hit us up and you know talked us through it, or heck, even wanted to come on the show and and argue about it. I, I'm totally fine with that. So, Nate, something I think I kind of forgot to mention was we actually also did this by money as well. So we're not going to go crazy and spend over the amount of money. We're going to spend right up to the right up to the limit, but we're not going to spend over. I'll, I'll say that much. So. I think that basically does it for us on the offensive side of things. We also signed Sandy Leone, a backup catcher. 
Um, I don't think that really needs to be emphasized that much. I think it's a nice piece to have. I, I think that he's very good defensively. We think he's very good defensively. And actually, we did make one other move um, on the offensive splash. side of things. Yeah, a splash. We can call it a splash for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it's an outfielder. We're also we all, we would also like to sign Chris Taylor. And at this point, you guys are thinking, Jared, you guys have not enough money to be doing this. But I think on one hand, we do. Nate, did you break down the money by chance? I, I did. Three years, 45 is what we're giving Chris Taylor. We had about $50 million to spend. So we're at about $30 million that we have spent so far with Iglesias. Chris Taylor, um, when you average out who we're getting with Cronenworth, Paddock, Weathers, and Abrams, it comes out to about the same as Otani. So that's not going to be a big deal. But so far we have about $20 million left to spend, and we have gotten an, an, our offense is done, and we've gotten a closer. Absolutely. That's huge. And not only that, we've gotten two. Uh, we got a bullpen piece in Ryan Weathers, who could possibly be a starter down the road, one of the youngest pitchers in baseball, as well as Chris Paddock, who's shown that he can be a starter and will be in the rotation for the Angels, you know, if, if this were to happen. So, Nate, I know you want to do this. So, since we're done with the offense, give us your starting rotation or starting lineup. Oh, well, we also, one last thing that we did to the offense, we did trade Justin Upton. Oh, yeah, we did. He goes back to Atlanta. We uh, we kicked in some cash to make this thing happen. Um, so we sent Luis Suarez and Justin Upton to Atlanta for Sean Newcomb, uh, one of the guys the Angels traded for Angleton Simmons, um, a very good depth piece who could pitch out of the bullpen, could also start for him if need be. So not necessarily someone that we have making the 26-man roster, but definitely a really good depth piece if we need it. Um, I believe... We said Upton is owed $28 million. We are shipping $16 million plus Luis Suarez and Justin Upton to Atlanta. Justin Upton waived his no-trade clause because he wanted to go play for a winner. He wanted to go back to Atlanta. So we gained $12 million by doing that trade. Absolutely. And uh, Jose Suarez is his name, not Luis. I know we've been talking about Luis Renifo a lot, but, but yeah. I, uh, all over the place. <laughs> so... This is what our starting, um, you know, our offense is going to look like. I'll let Nate give the um, the starting lineup, but Stassi's catching, Walsh is at first base, Fletcher at second base, Cronenworth at shortstop, Rendon at third, Chris Taylor in left. I think we're going to stick with Trout in center field and Marsh in right. Joe Adele DHing. The bench goes as followed. Taylor Ward he can platoon with um, Jared Walsh at first base as well as he can play. The outfield, Luis Renifo is your utility guy. Dexter Fowler, we also brought him back on a minor league deal. He made it through spring. And, of course, Sandy Leone. So, Nate, give us our lineup. We went back and forth with the Trout and center thing. We did. Honestly, we don't really care who's in center. Um, but we do have Mike Trout leading off. We think that that makes the Angels really, really good. He doesn't hit with guys on anyway. At least that's what it feels like. Um Guys are still going to have a tough time pitching to him, and it's going to give guys um, a chance to hit with runners on base. So Mike Trout leading off, Jake Cronworth batting second, Anthony Rendon batting third, Jared Walsh batting fourth, Chris Taylor fifth, Joe Adele sixth, Max Stassi seventh, Brandon Marsh eighth, and batting ninth would be David Fletcher. I like it. That is a playoff contending offense. Granted, the Angels have had a playoff contending offense for quite some time, but 
you know, let's move on to the pitching because I think that's what everybody wants to know what the Angels are going to do. So we will start it off with the rotation, and that goes as followed. Chris Paddock, Patrick Sandoval, and Reed Detmers, those are our three so far. We're hoping that we're also going to sign John Gray from the Rockies for four years, $60 million. That is, what, $15 million a year? Yep. Sounds about right to me. You get John Gray out of Colorado, just like you get, you know, Herman Marquez or somebody else out of Colorado, or, you know, I think that they become better pitchers. I think that we can all agree with that. And and John Gray is, is I think, could possibly be a legitimate Cy Young candidate once you get him out of, out of Coors. So we'll kind of see what happens with that one. And then also the next, our final acquisition that we make on the pitching side of things, we kind of went back and forth on this. We were thinking about Justin Verlander for a little while until we figured out that he was given his qualifying offer, and that kind of changed things. So instead, we're going to go Noah Syndergaard on a three-year, $50 million deal. And Nate, I'll let you kind of break it down, but where does this put us on the money if, if you you know have done the math on this? We've got about... We're technically going... Oh. We're asking Ordi to give us about $3 million to, to make this happen. Um, which would not be that big of a deal. I mean, the Angels finished last year um, eighth or ninth, I believe, in in the salary. So if we're asking already for three more million, it doesn't put us over the uh, the two ten. Uh, we are still using the two ten as the answer to our problems when it comes to money. So it doesn't put us over the two ten. It still puts us right around that one hundred and. I believe right around that 187 million or 185 million right in that area. So we're asking for three more million to sign three relief pitchers. But other than that, we're right there with how much Artie would be giving us this offseason. Yeah, Nate. And where do we think this rotation ranks in the AL or maybe in the MLB? Because this actually isn't a horrible rotation. There's also a lot of depth as well. I know we traded... I, we were talking about trading Jaime Berea. I know it didn't probably need to be mentioned, but you know Jaime Berea needs to be on the the active roster. I think we're probably going to non-tender him, or hopefully maybe try to trade him for some type of depth piece. I, I'm not sure what exactly he would be worth. Maybe we talked about a DJ Stewart in in Baltimore, something along the lines of that. But yeah, you know if this puts us at 180 plus ish million, 190 million dollars. It's very interesting, and I think, again, shows that it's very feasible for the Angels to have a really good offseason if, of course, you trade Shohei Otani. And, and Nate, tell us where do we think this ranks on, on as far as AL or MLB rotations? Of course, it depends on what happens in the offseason. I mean, the Boston Red Sox could go out and sign one or two guys and Sale and Evaldi had really good years. I know they're losing Rodriguez. Um, the Yankees are always going to be up there. The White Sox are always going to be up there. But it's it's probably a top three to top five rotation in baseball. Um, if Syndergaard and Gray throw like we expect them to, we're really excited about those two guys. We didn't give them a one-year deal, and we're, we're not really going after a guy who hasn't been good in a couple of years. We went and got some guys who have, who have thrown the ball well. Um, John Gray's numbers are a little bit average I guess you would say but he is pitching in Colorado so we expect him to be a lot better in Anaheim 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, another first for the Angels here, signing a couple pitchers to multi-year deals. Not just that one-year deal. The last guy the Angels signed to a multi-year deal was Joe Blanton, if nobody remembers that. Um, didn't work out very well. But, uh, but yeah, I think that these two, if you were to give them multi-year deals, are, you know, pretty solid. And also another thing that I want to mention that I know we've mentioned before in the past is these guys aren't the biggest names out there, you know? And in fact, the Angels are trading away a really big name. But these are the right names, I think. I think these guys, you know, we talked about Noah Syndergaard. He has a little flair to to him. You know, we talked about Chris Paddock. There's a little bit of flair there. And we've seen it with Reed Detmers and Patrick Sandoval, you know. So I think that this is a really good five, you know, pitcher mix. And, you know, I, I'm excited. You have some depth with Ryan Weathers in the bullpen that, could also start. There's another starter. That, there's two other starters there in the Angel in our bullpen that we're, we'll talk about here in a second that I think can start at some point down the road. But yeah, you know the depth is there. So we have the offense. We have the rotation. Let's talk about the bullpen. And where do you mention Rasel Iglesias is is our first piece. We're putting Austin Warren in the mix as well. We talked about Ryan Weathers as a left-handed specialist, I guess, in, in the bullpen as well, who can pitch multi-innings if you need him to make a spot start. That's something that can happen as well. We've decided to put Chris Rodriguez in the bullpen, another guy like Ryan Weathers who's going to throw really hard, who's going to have some really good stuff and can make spot starts if we need him. Maybe a little bit of a surprise in the bullpen for us. We decided to bring up Sam Bachman, um, something that I was talking to Nate about, which made this decision you know, kind of easy for us, is that I think it's going to be pretty similar to what we saw with Chris Rodriguez last offseason, and we're going to see him in spring, and he's going to be 97 to 101, throwing a disgusting slider that nobody can hit, and a really good changeup, and you know, I, I think that we're going to kind of fall in love with him this spring. I really do, and it's um, I'm really excited to see what Sam Bachman brings to the table. So our final acquisitions... These are all minor league deals, by the way. These guys are going to make it through spring training, and, and we're going to have to find spots for him them on the 40-man, but we'll make it work is Chris Davinsky, Andrew Miller, and Kirby Yates. We think that those three guys can really round out the bullpen well. And Nate, what do you have to say about this bullpen? It, it's very good. Um, we got a lot of guys who can throw multiple innings, which is, which is huge. I think that's a big deal in the game that we're playing today. Um, I love having Ryan Weathers and Sam Bachman. Um, back there because I think you can use both those guys in multiple innings. Like um, if for some reason we're up seven or eight, nothing and maybe Sandoval's thrown about 90, 95 pitches in seven innings and you just want to call it good. You can let Weathers or Bachman just finish the last two innings out. You don't have to worry about burning two guys. Um, or if for some reason somebody doesn't have it that day, they don't throw well. We have Weathers, we have Bachman who can go five or six innings and just kind of eat it for a day, and we can give them two or three off days because we have enough depth to just kind of let guys throw um, one inning or whatever we have. Rodriguez also, we have the Frankie Rodriguez comp on him. I, I believe that's kind of what Jared and I agree on. Um, so we really like him in the bullpen. We think he can be really, really, um, really good for the Angels and just lights out for them in that seventh or eighth inning all right nate we can take off our gm caps we are back to reality here that was pretty fun i enjoy doing that like this is something that you know everybody can do you know if you want to hop on and do this with us that's that i'm all for it you know tell us how you, what you would do i think i asked everybody that that came on 
uh, last off season, this exact same question, like, how would you do, well, if you were the GM, what would you do this off season? And then everybody gave different opinions and some people are going to like what we had to say. Some people aren't, but I mean, if the angels showed up in, in spring with that team, I have no doubt in my mind that they would probably be in some degree a world series favorite. They, they'd be AL West favorites. The West is up for taking it. It really is. I think, I think the Astros are, are going to lose a lot of players this off season. I think that I think that the A's are going to lose a lot of players this offseason. We saw what the Mariners can do. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how they're going to be able to grow and, and continue to become a team. Um, and, and I don't think we have to worry about the Rangers at all. So, like I said, if there was a year that the Angels could really jump onto the scene, I think it could be this offseason. Right, Nate? Absolutely. And when you look at the way that baseball kind of works, Mariners are a very young team. You kind of compare them to the Marlins from – you know, the pandemic season, which I know you don't ever want to take the pandemic season for, for everything, but um, very young team makes the postseason or just missed the postseason for the Mariners. They are not going to play as good with those young guys um, as they did. I know uh, Kalenic had a very poor start to his career, but he kind of figured it out towards the end. Uh, but like guys like Toro and and um, some of the pitchers that they had that are very young, you're probably not going to get the same numbers out of them. So you're looking at probably a little bit of regression from the Mariners, but two years from now is when you're really going to see how good Seattle can be. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Like I said, I'm intrigued to see what the Mariners are going to be. I, I, I think we see a little regression, uh, depending on what they do this offseason. But in the offseason just starting, I think this was a great way to start it. We're going to get a whole bunch of guests on. I'm super excited. If, if you want to join us for... Uh, talking fans, I, I we love talking with everybody. It, it's going to be an absolute blast. We'll kind of see where you know it takes us and, and such like that. If you have anybody you want to get on, you want to see on this or listen to on this podcast, let us know because I'm 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 pretty open to talk to anybody. I, I'll, I'll try to go and message anybody. I know that John already mentioned that he wanted to see if Jose Moto wanted to come on the show, and I, I I'm all for asking and seeing if if anybody wants to come on. So. Guys, just want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you could, subscribe wherever you're listening to it. Give us a review, five-star review if we deserve it. If we don't, let us know why we don't get a five-star review. Let us know how we can make it better. So you can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim. You can follow Nate on Twitter, NateGreen34. And you can follow our Twitter, Talking Halos, on Twitter at Talking Halos, I think it is. So, guys, thanks for so thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys on Wednesday, and have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.